Um, all right, so we are finishing up our All About Jesus series. Uh, I love uh, talking about Jesus. I don't think we've mentioned his name enough outside of Sunday. And I'm going to encourage you, I hope this has encouraged you, to mention the name of Jesus in your conversations. Mention the name of Jesus in your problems. And, um, and so in the first week, we talked about how Jesus was a human. Yes, he was part God, part man, but he was human. He dealt with the same things you and I dealt with. Uh, he had issues uh, to deal with with the relationships. Uh, he had to, uh, he had to uh, go to work. He, had, he was a hardworking, uh, had a hardworking job. He was a business owner. He was also someone who experienced emotional pain and physical pain. In the second week, we talked about Jesus the teacher and how his teaching was new. It was fresh. And it was something that people can understand. And um, his teaching was filled with, um, it was authentic, it was practical, and it was a little bit graphic uh, at times. Uh, meaning that you could hear, you could almost hear um, and, uh, the, uh, the sounds and, and, and uh, sense the smells and everything of his stories as he told them uh, because he wanted to make sure that his listeners uh, were able to remember them. So Jesus was a teacher. And then last week we talked about Jesus the shepherd. And as a shepherd, he is someone who, who uh, provides for our needs uh, one of the best ways you can understand how he provides for your needs is to give a 10% tithe and understand that, okay, I'm going to trust you with just a little part, and, and uh, this is a sign of that, and so I'm going to trust you as shepherd to provide uh, for my needs. Um, and then also Jesus, is, uh, Jesus as a shepherd protects. That's why he's a rod and a staff. And then Jesus promises. He promised uh, to fill us with the Holy Spirit once we accept him as Lord and Savior. And follow after him. He promises eternal life in heaven. He, he promises all these things. And so Jesus is a great, great shepherd. So Jesus was a human. Jesus was a teacher. Jesus is a shepherd. And today we're going to focus on Jesus, the physician. Jesus, the physician. Many times we, uh, we see Jesus healing people all throughout Scripture. Uh, you, can't, you can't look on, um, on uh, any of the Gospels and not read about Jesus healing someone. And so um, Jesus was a physician. He was a healer. And, um, and Jesus was, is someone who, who, um, who values us, uh, all of who we are, because we are uh, part uh, soul, we are part spirit, and we are part body. In body, soul, and spirit, Jesus cares, cares about us. Now, so let me ask you this. How many of you, just with lifted hand, how many of you believe that Jesus cares about our soul? All right, good, good answer. All right. How many of you believe that Jesus cares about our spirit? Excellent. Well, isn't it a shame that Jesus only cares about two-thirds of us? Isn't it a shame? Of course, I'm being facetious here. Because some people believe that Jesus doesn't really heal anymore. Some people believe that, that Jesus isn't really in the healing work. He's not the physician. He's sort of retired as being that physician. Well, Jesus cares about your body, and Jesus wants there to be healing in your body. And so we are going to be talking about today. But Jesus heals in three different ways. We see this naturally. Uh, like, for instance, if you were to cut yourself, there are things in your body that sort of come together and prevent you from bleeding to death, right? So if you were to cut your finger um, and, um, and, and blood is spilling out, there are things in your body that, that help to make sure you don't bleed to death. 
Because if not, you would die. So Jesus heals naturally. There's natural parts of your body that Jesus has already put into motion for, to, for your body to be healed. may not have thought of it that way. Jesus uh, also heals uh, medically. Medically. Um, there are, um, uh, there uh, are people who, who get, had medical procedures uh, who've, had, um, who've had surgeries, minor surgeries, and all that kind of stuff. So let's take a quick little poll here. How many of you ever, have ever had stitches? Have you ever had stitches? Wow. It's amazing. All right. How many of y'all have ever had a broken bone? Broken bone. Man, we are a messed up group of people. All right. Okay. How many of y'all have ever had minor surgery? Minor surgery. Golly. All right. How many of you had major surgery? Okay, cosmetic surgery. <laughs> no, it's kidding. <laughs> so, but, but Jesus, Jesus does heal medically as well. He's given doctors wisdom uh, to heal. And I love going to doctors who are believers because they understand their role in this. They understand that Jesus is the one who's the great physician and, of course, he understands our body because he helped made us, to make us. And so physicians who are believers, they get their role and they understand, you know, Jesus is the ultimate physician. I'm just using the wisdom that he's given me and, and the tools and the technology to provide healing. So Jesus provides healing naturally and um, medically and then miraculously. Jesus heals miraculously. We see in um, Mark... Uh, chapter 1, verse 40 through 42. And if you have a copy of God's Word, we're going to be turning to a few scriptures here today. And so there's quite a few scriptures, so I'm going to um, have them on the screen. You can also find it in the Version Bible app. But in Mark chapter 1, verse 40 through 42, it's, uh, here's a story about a man with leprosy came to him, Jesus, and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, now just pay attention to that word, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant, which means moved with compassion. He reached out his hand and touched a man, and he said this, I am willing, he said, be clean. That's all he said, two words, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. I can't wait to talk to this man. And there's, imagine all the, the people that were healed that didn't even make it in God's word. The thousands of people who were healed while Jesus was on this earth. I can't wait to talk to people like this man with leprosy and say, man, what was it like to feel, you know, your hand all shriveled up and, and, and skin falling off and limbs falling off and to be able to just to reach out your hand and it be made whole. I can't wait to talk to people like that. And so Jesus heals miraculously. So let's talk about uh, Jesus as a physician. To, be able to, to help us to understand Jesus as a physician, uh, we are going to ask some questions. So question number one about Jesus as a physician is this. So uh, why is Jesus a physician? Why is Jesus a physician? I think that's a very important, um, important question. Um, as we know, as we read in that last uh, passage, Jesus was indignant, which means he was filled with compassion. Another passage we find in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, when Jesus landed, not as in a plane, all right, but all right, good. When Jesus landed on the shore from the, uh, from the boat and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. 
Jesus had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. So why was Jesus a, a physician? Why? Because he loves people. He loves people. He had compassion on them. He, he saw them and saw their needs and said, you know, I, I can heal these people. Why was he a physician? Because he loved people. Now, there's sort of a belief going around that, that Jesus healed on this earth to prove that he was a son of God. Just to prove that he was a son of God. Okay, i got to let these people know that I'm, I'm, I'm legit, I'm for real, that I'm the son of God. Hey, bring me, some, bring me some people who are sick. Watch this. Boom, boom, boom. All right, you believe now? That wasn't his nature. Let me tell you something. Jesus doesn't have to prove anything. Jesus doesn't have to prove anything. Jesus doesn't have to impress anyone. In fact, Jesus never had to impress God the Father, his Father. He already impressed him just because God loved him. God loved him so much. And this is sort of a takeaway from this message. This is something that you can use in your life as well. You, know, you and I, we have nothing to prove and no one to impress. In fact, I've got this on my phone. Is my wallpaper. And every time I open my phone, I have this message. You have nothing to prove. Frank, you have nothing to prove. And Frank, you have no one to impress. No one to impress. That's what Jesus did on this earth. He did not heal just to prove he was God's son. He healed because he loved people. He loved people. People. So we got to remember that. So what are, some, um, what are some things that Jesus is not? So Jesus is a physician. So what are some things that help us better understand why Jesus was a physician? What are some things that Jesus is not? So Jesus did not put on a show. Jesus was not showy about his healings. In fact, there are several times in Scripture where Jesus would, like, heal people and say, like, okay, dude, I'm not sure if he said, dude, maybe he was a surfer. I don't know. He walked on water. That's close enough, right? <laughs> so he'd say, dude, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that you were healed. And, of course, people would be like, okay, and they'd go and they'd tell people, right? So, and often I would ask myself that question, why, why would Jesus say that? Well, he, would, he did that earlier in his ministry because it wasn't his time yet. It was at the end of his ministry, of his three-year ministry, and so he didn't want really a whole bunch of word to get out. But he's like, I can heal you. I can heal you. I love you. I have compassion on you. Healed, don't tell anybody. So he wasn't about the show. You know, there are people, there are people on this earth who make healing all about the show. We've seen those shows. We've seen those television programs that make it all about the show. Jesus was never ever about the show. So Jesus is not about the show. What's the second thing? Jesus does not hide the truth. Jesus doesn't hide the truth. What's the truth? You're sick. There's sort of a hyper faith movement out there that says this, man, if you're sick, you need to deny it in Jesus' name. I am not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. It's sort of if I were to come to you and say, dude, you, you look awful. I mean, your face, your skin is green, all right? And then you, you go throw up and they say like, okay, look, you're, you're sick. And if you were looking at me and say, I'm not sick, I'm not sick in Jesus' name, you have faith. 
You know, that's sort of a hyper-faith movement. True faith is this. Understanding and acknowledging, yes, you're sick, but who is your healer? Who is your physician? His name is Jesus. So Jesus was true in the faith. He did not hide the truth that people were sick. And the other thing Jesus was not, Jesus didn't, do, didn't just heal on the earth. Jesus didn't just heal on the earth. Jesus heals here today. Many people believe that Jesus was only the physician while he was on this earth. Jesus heals even today. If you've ever looked at the, the I am statements, like Jesus said, Jesus would say, I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the way. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you glad about that? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why would Jesus be any different than what he was while he was on this earth yesterday? Jesus is still in the act of healing. I am the door. Well, if Jesus was a door back then when he said it, that means he's a door now. I am the way. Yes, I am. Yesterday, today, forever. I am the good shepherd. Today, I am the healer. And so don't believe that Jesus came to this earth and was only healing people at that particular time. So what are some passages um, on healing? There's, there's four particular passages we're just going to look over real quick about healing, about Jesus uh, doing some healing work. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 through 24, it says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain. Anybody here could be suffering in, in, in pain. Anybody deemed to possess? You might think some of your kids might be deemed to possess. Right, those having seizures, those paralyzed, he healed them all. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, when evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with the word and healed all of the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. And catch this. He took up our infirmities, and he bore our diseases. He took our, in other words, he took our sins, and he took our sickness on the cross. Some people believe that Jesus only bore our sins on the cross. Jesus bore your sickness on the cross. Jesus bore your disease on the cross. Here's another passage, Luke 4, 40. It says, at sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. One more passage, Luke chapter 6, 17 through 19. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples were there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to near him and hear him and to be healed of those diseases. 
Those troubled with impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. So Jesus was someone who was a healer. He had power to heal them all. That last word in that last passage, he healed them all. You know, it's interesting as you read through the passages of Jesus' healings, nowhere do we find in, in the Scripture where, G, where people would come to Jesus with a disease or a sickness, come to him and say, Jesus, will you heal me? Never do we have in Scripture where Jesus said, uh, not today. I'm a little too tired. I'm busy. He didn't deny anybody that came to him. All who came to Jesus. You got sickness in your life? You've been dealing with? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. I love how the leper fell down at Jesus' feet, was on his knees, asking Jesus to please heal him, to heal him. He healed them all. So, so the first question, again, why was Jesus a physician? Here's the second question. Is it his will to heal? You might have been thinking of that last part that I just said, that Jesus heals all. Said, so, okay, well, I know people who haven't been healed. I know people who haven't been healed. I, I know people who are now in heaven who weren't healed of their disease and sickness. You may be asking yourself that question. Might be sitting, I, I can kind of feel those questions. So, is, is it his will to heal? Let's look at that. Notice that when the leper came to Jesus, he said, if you're capable of healing, if you're capable of healing, most believers feel that Jesus is capable of healing. It's not that part we struggle with. The part we struggle with is, is he willing to heal? Is Jesus willing to heal? So let me show you a passage in, uh, let's go back to Mark chapter 1, verse 41 through 42. And go back to this. Jesus was indignant. He was filled with compassion. He reached out his hand and touched a man. I am willing. He said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. So Jesus said, I am willing. Willing, You may be sitting here today, Jesus, are you willing to heal? I am willing. Remember, go back to the I am statements. I am the way. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. All those I am statements, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. I am willing. Let's look at another passage in in Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So he is, he's not willing that anyone perish. So in that passage, we're talking about salvation. 
So if we're talking about salvation, and Jesus doesn't want, he's not willing that anyone should perish. He doesn't want people to perish. He wants everyone to be saved. We believe that. We believe that Jesus longs for everyone to come to Christ, to believe in his sacrifice, to believe on the cross, and for him, for, for us to be with him one day in heaven. That's what he longs for. That's what his desire is. He is willing. Same with our infirmities. Same with our sickness. You may say, well, Frank, not everybody gets healed. I can also say this, not, not everyone gets saved. Jesus wants everyone to come to faith in Christ, but not everyone does it. Jesus wants everyone to be healed. He wants everyone to be healed. I am willing, but not everyone is healed. Not everyone is, 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 fully, is fully healed. So, not healed, we, we don't know the answers to those questions. But we do, we do know this. You may, you may be sitting here thinking, well, how do we know if Jesus healed or not? You know, there are some healings that take place that you don't even realize. Do you know that there are people right here in our church that have been healed? I'm talking big time stuff. People who have been healed there are people here who've been healed. And you may not even know that. Also, we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world where sickness and disease and darkness reigns. We live in that fallen world. And another reason why you may not know is that maybe we're just a little bit too intelligent. Maybe we're too intelligent. We don't really need that healing, do we? You know, if you ever go to third world countries, and, and if you ever go to pockets of believers in third world countries, you hear of amazing, miraculous healings. Why? Because people have no other choice. They have no other choice. That's all they got. When it comes to the point where Jesus is all you got, where Jesus is all you got, maybe then you've truly come to him. I wonder how many people back when Jesus was on this earth, they saw some of their friends go to Jesus and he went to him and, and, they, and they were healed. And I wonder how many people never made that step a faith towards Jesus. Maybe they had, maybe they were sick. Maybe they had some major issues, some minor issues, and they never went to Jesus. But they saw it. They knew he could heal, but they didn't take that step of faith. Maybe they didn't really fully trust in him. My encouragement to you today, you got sickness, you got illness, you got disease, whatever it is, fully come to Jesus. Fully come to Jesus. I love in this leper's story where it says Jesus went out and Jesus touched him. Do you know in the original Greek, did a little bit of study on this. In the original Greek, it says Jesus touched him, but that means Jesus embraced him. 
Do you know lepers? In the Old Testament, they were told in the law, if you have leprosy, you ought to go outside the city, live in, lep- in, in colonies with other lepers, and you, anytime you come across anyone who is clean, anyone who does not have leprosy, you're to call out unclean, unclean, unclean. Well, Jesus came and he changed all that with the new covenant. He changed all that. He said, I'm going to embrace you. And when Jesus embraced him, he healed him. He healed him. You know, what's, what's interesting about that, in the old covenant, the unclean would make the clean unclean. But in the new covenant, the clean makes the unclean clean. That is the new way. Jesus, who is pure and holy and righteous, he wants to embrace you, make you clean, even though you feel unclean. And here's our final question. Is he willing to heal me? Is he willing to heal me? You may be sitting there, Frank, is he willing to heal me? Someone who doesn't really read his Bible all the time, maybe doesn't pray a lot. Is he willing to heal me? Maybe I'll lose my temper. Is he, is he willing to heal me? Someone who should be farther along than that. Is Jesus willing to heal me? Well, some of you may be sitting there thinking, well, I don't really deserve to be healed. I don't deserve to be healed. Well, can I tell you something? You are in a great, great place. If you feel like that you don't deserve to be healed, you're in a great place. You know, whenever we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we never come to faith in Jesus Christ and say, you know, I deserve to be saved. I deserve to go to heaven. No, we don't. We all deserve eternal death. But because of the grace and the love of Jesus, we can come before him. We approach him with, Jesus, I don't deserve anything. So please save me. You know, that's the same way with healing. How do you come how, do you, how, how are you saved? You're saved by grace through faith. How are you healed? You're healed by grace through faith. As you approach the throne, say, God, I don't deserve to be healed. I don't deserve. So I need your grace. Grace through faith. In Mark chapter 2, verse 16 through 17, it says, When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Who or why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, Is it not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick? I have not come to call the righteous, but to sinners. He's not, he's not, he did not come for the righteous. He came for the sinners. He did not come for those who are well. He came for those who are sick. Are you sick in your life? Do you have sickness? Do you have disease? Do you have things in your life that need healing? Come before him through grace, by faith. There's one 
There's one thing about all of the miracles that Jesus did. There's one thread about every single one of these miracles. Here's it, here it is. Don't miss it. They all were sick. That's it. That's the only common denominator in all of this. They were all sick. They all needed it. They all needed healing. 